Today, we've got a couple sellers on here who are what I like to call average Joes and Sally's, just regular sellers who are crushing on Amazon. And we're gonna learn some of their unique strategies about like sourcing in Mexico, finding product ideas on Etsy, and doing 100 units a day on an absolutely terrible listing. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Are you a six, seven, or eight-figure seller and want to network in a private mastermind group with other experienced sellers? Or maybe you want to take advantage of monthly advanced training sessions with Kevin King, an expert guest. Do you want to come to our quarterly in-person all-day trainings at Helium 10 headquarters? Or do you want the widest access to the Helium 10 set of tools? For all of these things, the Elite program might be for you. For more information on Helium 10 Elite, go to h10.me forward slash elite. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. We've got a couple sellers here um, from different parts of the world. I think I'm not even sure where you guys are at. Uh, first of all, Rodrigo, where are you located? Mexico City. Mexico City. All right. And uh, Rebecca? Salt Lake City. So two cities, like literally <laughs> with a city in the name, Mexico. Uh, and I always say this whenever I hear somebody from Salt Lake, and you guys have heard me say this many times, it kind of is uh, ironic since we have somebody from Mexico City, but some of my best Mexican food is in Salt Lake City, uh, which you would never imagine. Uh, but Red Iguana, they don't pay me for these announcements, but I just love that food at Red Iguana so much that guys go out there. But anyways, let's just get into your backstory. This is the first time both of you who um, you know have ever come on our podcast. Uh, I've met either you guys or you know some of your partners, you know through through the elite, uh, you know elite uh, community. And so you know I I just know a little bit about your Amazon backstories, and and it was interesting enough. I was like, hey, let's just talk about more about your your stories, um, you know, to, to let everybody know what's going on and how you've achieved your levels of success. But let's start with Rodrigo first. Um, when did uh, your, is that where you were born and raised in, in Mexico, La Ciudad, over yes, there? That's correct. Born and raised in Mexico City. And what was, uh, uh, what was your university major? Like, what were you, what were you, what did you study? Industrial design. Industrial design. So how did yeah. somebody in Mexico City studying industrial design end up in the e-commerce world? Well, I always liked the technology. Um also like uh, design and I think uh, uh, getting into marketplaces uh, knowing this having these skills helps a lot to to grow the business um, I consider myself tech savvy so yeah and I started selling in marketplaces about eight years ago and okay. I just felt well, where did that. you start like Mercado Libre or Amazon or where correct Mercado Libre okay yeah. Now, in those days, how was Mercado Libre? Like, it, it was, were you mainly doing like resale of existing brands, like not private label, or what? What did you do? Uh, private label. Uh, obviously, the market was pretty, really small. Uh, this concept of FBA and sending uh, products to fulfillment wasn't uh, an, an option, so it was uh, pretty much just uh, every sale. You have to print the label. Uh, I did the pack, the pick and pack my myself, and just keep kept growing little by little. Are Are you still selling on Mercado Libre, or you're just all Amazon now? All Amazon. 
No. Why? Why did you stop? Just too too difficult, like not enough volume to 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 sustain it, or what? I uh, we changed the market. We uh, I started selling uh, stuff in Mexico. Then I realized that the U.S. was a bigger market, bigger opportunities. So I just uh, use Amazon U.S. for now. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Now l- let's just fast forward to the end of the story. Like you, you know, the the businesses that you're involved with. I'm not sure if that's multiple or not, but but which year? has been your best year? Like, like is, you know, we're, we're at the end of uh, 2022 now. Is this year your your highest in sales? Was it last year? Was it another year? Yeah, for sure this year, 2022. It's been- uh, And then what, what do you think you're going to end at uh, approximately in sales? In sales, probably around 1.2 million. 1.2 million. Okay, excellent. All right. We'll, we'll get back to you to see, you know, I, I like finding the beginning of the journey, the end of the journey, and then we fill in the gaps in the middle to see how you got to where you're at. Now, yep. Rebecca, what about you? Uh, born and raised in, in Utah there? No, uh, originally Chicago. So, and then moved to Aspen, Colorado when I was 12 and then went to University of Utah and kind of a Utes. Around. Yep. Utah Utes, right? Okay. Yeah. And then what did, what did you study there at uh, Utah? Political science and Spanish. <laughs> Uh, political. I guess we could just go ahead and do this on the the Spanish podcast. But actually, yeah. Rodrigo, you know, you should uh, join our Serious Sellers podcast in Espanol con Adriana. Also, like we'll we'll have you on there too. All right. So that's even farther away from from Amazon. So how how yeah. did somebody studying that end up in the e commerce world? So I worked for a little out after college in different jobs, and um, then I was a stay at home mom for the past fifteen years. And my, and then I started selling on Etsy is kind of where I started because I love making things. Okay. So you were at the time you were a state, you were still a stay at home mom when you had the idea about selling on Etsy. Yeah. My baby. And was it like, as your kids got older, you're getting bored, you know, they didn't need too much. Okay. I I feel you like my kids are, are all graduated too. So I, I know about that stage. Yeah. So was it something that you just like, were good at already, you know, for Etsy or like how in the world did you pick what you were going to start with on Etsy? Um, I think it was, well, I remember it was because I thought my house is small. I have three kids. I can't make a mess. So I started to learn Adobe Illustrator. I took some courses. I thought I love design. I can kind of teach myself and learn design and it's all on my laptop. I can close it up when I'm done and I'm kind of, so. Okay. Now, fast forward for you too to the end of your story. Uh, is this also your best year to date, or or did you do better during the pandemic, or um, what, what was your best year? So my this is kind of tying with my best year in twenty twenty on the okay, which was on Etsy. So this is and so I just switched last year over to Amazon. So, are, but are you still doing both, or or did you just completely stop Etsy and now just focus on Amazon? I still have my shop and I still sell like a couple of my best sellers, but. I don't have the time to do both so much. So I'm kind of phasing out Etsy so, Okay, and it's taken and a real backseat, but yeah. And then roughly what, what, what do you think you're going to end this year in, in gross sales? I was hoping to be a little higher. I talked to you about this the other day, Bradley, but I'm about. I'm ready for it. You're like, you can have a meeting with me like yesterday and I would have forgot it already. So the, that's why this is not, the, you know, like I say, everybody like these are unrehearsed. Well, even if I knew things, I would have forgotten them. So I'm still learning about it for the first time almost because <laughs> my bad memory. Go, go ahead. So I'm going to probably finish about 800,000. Okay. All right. So you two are very similar, uh, very similar levels here. So now, now let's go back to Rodrigo. 
is your own brand in the supplement or is completely kind of like different category than this? Completely different. So tell me, how is that like, like, you know, running, being on Amazon for a few years and in a completely different category was learning about supplements. Was it just the same? Like you use all of the same techniques and things, or was it almost like learning how to sell on a different platform when you got into supplements? Okay. Well, uh, when I started uh, working, there was a problem with a listing, but we managed to, to, to resolve it pretty quick. And, but yeah, I can't, uh, tell specifics about the problem, but I had to learn about, uh, sure. the supplement facts and reading all these, uh, compliance documents, uh, just checking everything matched and it was okay. And yeah, that was, a uh, the bigger, the, the bigger difference. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's definitely true. You know, like I, I, I've been in the supplements, uh, space and, you know, obviously selling coffin shelves, we don't have to worry about, uh, you know, nutrition facts and things like that. And so there's a lot more compliance that somebody has to do. What about PPC costs? Would it be safe to say that your PPC is, is a lot more expensive on the supplement side, like your cost per click, or are you guys even running PPC? Uh, we're just starting to use PPC because uh, actually Dr. Salomon, he's an influencer. He has over 8 million followers in social media around YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. So mm -hmm. most of the sales and the traffic are organic, 100% organic. So, wow. Okay. So that, that's very interesting. You know, that's, you know, sometimes people think, oh, supplements is kind of like phone cases, you know, you never should sell in supplements, but, but there are different times where the competition doesn't matter. Like if you are an influencer yourself or you have a you know close friend who uses your product and is an influencer, you know, it doesn't matter that everybody has 5,000 reviews, let's just say in your main keyword, like, like, you know, if I were trying to sell coffin shelves and everybody already had 5,000 reviews, it would be impossible for me to start selling coffin shelves or collagen peptides, right? But if my 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 brand has a lot of following and I have a lot of off Amazon traffic, you know, I can almost sell you know in any category I want because I'm still going to have um, sellers. Now, now moving to Rebecca, it's completely the opposite for you. You you started from zero, right? You're like yeah. I, I would assume that you're not. Uh, a famous TikTok celebrity or something, right? Unfortunately not, no. <laughs> Unfortunately not. So tell me how it was building a brand from scratch. Like, did you did, did you have such a following on Etsy where you start, when you started on Amazon, like it wasn't starting from scratch or did you basically start a brand from scratch on Amazon? No, I completely switched because I was selling yard signs on Etsy that were okay. doing really well. And that was like a COVID thing. So I just thought I've got to get on Amazon because of FBA and it makes it so much easier. So I started totally from scratch. But my secret was um, selling something that wasn't on Amazon already that I knew was selling well elsewhere. So I felt like and it was a category I didn't, it was already an existing category and a large enough one that people were kind of shopping in that category. And so I knew if my product was different and appealing, it was. How, how did you find it in the first place? Um, I found it on Etsy and then I started seeing it different places like Target and different places. And I thought, man, I can't believe this isn't on Amazon. So. And how did you validate that you know because there's a you know that's obviously the way we did the you know coffin shelf and egg mm -hmm. trays we found it like on etsy and pinterest but then yeah. our next step you know and this is not the only step but you know there was nobody with coffin shelves necessarily on amazon so we can't we couldn't do the traditional validation like all right let's see what 
keywords are driving their sales and let's make sure that people would want a wooden egg tray instead of plastic. So like we did these Tesla scenes and things, but what about you? Like, did you already see search volume for some of those keywords? Just no products were fulfilling it or did you do test listing or how did you, or did you just jump in and say, Hey, I know this is going to work. I just kind of jumped in. I knew, I just felt like it would work because I liked it. And maybe that's not always the best measure, uh-huh. but, and I also saw it was a bestseller on Etsy, which is usually a good brand or badge to have. So I just kind of jumped in and went for it. Okay. All right. And then when, when did you launch this? Like what are, are we talking about 2021? I launched this year? it. Yeah. May of 2021. And it was pretty slow. I'd say it was like five to 10 a day. And okay. I was like, okay. And this was your first product on Amazon? Um, It was my my third probably. Yeah. You're, how were the other two uh, doing? One, I still sell and it does really well. Um, that was my second product. My first product is just kind of like, it was, a, it was bad. <laughs> oh, that's important to so, know because guys, yeah. guess what? That's how it is sometimes in your first totally. product. I always say- there's no failure on Amazon like the first time because maybe you'll lose some money. Yeah. You know, it's possible, but you're not going to lose uh, you know too much unless you did something really really dumb or, or bad. Right. But, but even if you break even or or lose money and just say you know what I can't go forward with this, the the learning experience in itself is, is invaluable. Uh, and so that's why you're not you're never a loser on Amazon. And and so, um, you know, it gave you probably the power to to or the knowledge to launch that second and third product. I totally now, agree with that. Yeah. Now, of, of, of the 800000 or 900000 whatever you're going to end up with this year, uh, your number one seller, what percentage of that sales th- does it take up? I bet that's 70% of my sales. Okay, so 70%. So t- talk to me about, uh, uh, was this the third product that you launched? Are we still talking about the same thing or uh-huh. is it a different product? That's- oh, sorry. Yeah, that was the third product. Okay, so talk to me about, obviously, you're not getting 70% of your sales from from something that's still only selling five or ten units uh, a day. So so right. tell me about since last year, how did you scale that product up to be able to have it do almost half a million by itself? Yeah, it. I mean, it like a lot of. I did a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes. Like you don't want to. I ran out of stock because about January of la- of this last year of so almost a year ago, it just blew up. It started selling like. 60 a day and then 70 a day. And then, eight, and it just was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe without, it. without you doing it. Like, did without. you ever attribute it? Like, did you just get to page one for a certain keyword? Did yep. somebody talk about it in social media? Like, yeah. like how, where did that come from? Yeah. So I noticed I started getting a lot of social media, like influencers just posting about it. So I would always like, when I found it, I would then post about it. I thank them. And I kind of developed a couple of relationships with some of the women that were posting about it, but yeah, it just kind of organically took off and did better and better. Um, and then I got back in stock and I was still the only one selling it for a good few months. So it was really great for that. And it just like built momentum. From so there. basically for some keywords, uh-huh. you were the only product that mm-hmm. matched what people searching for was looking for. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, now how what happened when all of a sudden now other you know competitors started showing up? I would assume even trying to undercut you on price and stuff. Like, how much did this eat into your your sales? 
For a while, nothing, because I had, I think, so many reviews with 800 reviews. And I think, too, with influencers, like Rodrigo was talking about, I think like that when someone recommends it that they trust, it's like they don't even look around at other people. But now other competitors are getting more reviews and getting posted about and all of those things. So I'm definitely noticing a drop. Because I was on track to do a million or a little over with mm-hmm. these with this year, but it's definitely dropping now. So I'm trying to trying to figure out that next step. P- P- PPC I, cost going up. PPC cost is going up. Yeah, all that. So I'm trying to yeah just figure out. I hired a guy to help me with my ads, and I ended up taking my ads back because I was doing better with them than he was. And yeah, so I'm just trying to figure out how to stay on top with it and not drop my price too much. Yeah. Very, yeah. Got it. Got it. Now, uh, switching back to Rodrigo, uh, as we've been talking, you know, I'm looking at that one product I, I, I saw. Obviously, you're doing great on this as far as it's selling like, looks like 80 to 120 units a day, uh, every, uh, every day. But great. this listing is not good. Rodrigo, come on. <laughs> You're you're making me look bad here as a Helium 10 Elite user. Like this is, I think you guys could be doing even better. Now, this is what's amazing to me because, and this is why guys, it it is so important to have that brand recognition. Like like, like I said, I worked in supplements before. I work for a brand where it was a, it's a household name because they're on infomercials and everything. And the reviews, because, you know, diet products, I mean, this is actually pretty good that you guys have four stars, but. It was also a diet product that I was selling, um, and and you know usually diet products uh, have bad re- reviews on, on Amazon because you know really it's kind of hard you know pe- people expect hey I'm going to take this pill I'm, I'm going to you know look like a model within two weeks and you know, doesn't happen doesn't work that way so they leave bad reviews but uh, you know we had like two and a half stars but guess what you know you would think that two and a half stars is like a kiss of death. On Amazon, but for us, no, it didn't matter because people couldn't care less about the reviews. They already knew about us from from being in Walmart stores and being on TV and stuff. So they, they're just going to Amazon to find our product and getting it. And we were doing sales. Now, you guys, though, you actually have like four four star reviews, which is good. But your listing is so bare that I I bet a good majority of your sales, like probably eighty percent or more, is kind of like branded sales. You know, like like sales coming from your customers who are already looking about your product, but you actually have the chance to compete out there um, because, you know, be, because, uh, you know, you have such brand recognition. I'm looking, and Rebecca, what would you say is, is something that they are not doing that great here on, the, on this listing? No bullet points, Rodrigo. Like almost no bullet points. <laughs> so, I mean, th- this is fine. But, uh, we, we can't knock somebody who's selling 100 units a day, but this yeah. is what gets me excited. Okay is when I see a listing that is selling 100 units a day, but but it's it's there's room to improve. And, and I just ran Cerebro uh, right now on your listing, and I can see like where you're getting a lot of sales from. And th- first of all, this is great, because some of your top keywords here are uh, Spanish keywords. Like we have here, pastillas para adelgazar rápido. So, so pills to lose weight fast. 12,000 search volume. This is in Amazon USA. There is a keyword that has 12,000 search volume and you guys are ranked number one. And then look at all of these uh, branded, you know, keywords. Obviously everybody is searching for this product, you know, 
coming from you know since, since the uh, the doctor is a is an influencer, but almost all of these products that you are getting your sales from, almost every single one is a branded one. Now some of these you guys have some um, movement on like anti sugar craving. All right, so you guys are obviously um, you guys are obviously indexed, you know, for for the for for keywords like this, but. There's only maybe four, three or four keywords, if that, that you are in the top 15 from. That is just what I would call like a generic non-branded keyword. So if you were to build your listing out, you know, and, and start looking at the com people, competitors, and what are the non-branded keywords that they're getting sales from, I think, you know, Rodrigo, you guys could, could potentially double your sales because you you've already scaled to 4,000 reviews here and it's four stars, which is just mind boggling, you know, for a diet, a diet pill. Um, yeah. but what do you think? Let, 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 let's, let's work. I, you don't even need me, but I, I say, I was about to say, let's work together on this. You knowing what you do from, from your own business in helium 10, don't you think you could, uh, maybe add some more keywords to index for and, and potentially get some more sales? Yes, of course. I think the opportunity is gigantic. Um, we have, there's uh, a lot of room to improve. Just in general, uh, guys out there, maybe there's somebody, maybe you're in the supplement category or you're in another category and you have zero influencers, like, you know, talking about your product or zero offsite traffic, but you have scaled to 100 units a day because you're, you're, you're conquering keywords and PPC and stuff. Now think if you added what Rodrigo and his team have done on the influencer side. You could double it. See, Rodrigo is in the opposite boat. He he's not doing anything yet on the organic side and, and trying to get you know more traction on Amazon. Almost all of their sales are coming from off Amazon or or the interest there, brand awareness, and they're doing a hundred a day. And imagine now if he starts conquering the organic side, probably doing two hundred a day easily. Yeah. But the rest of you guys who are listening, I'd say it's more common. For you to be very focused on Amazon and you're selling 100 units a day that way, but you you haven't started taking the outside traffic. So this more than anything should illustrate to everybody out there how powerful having influencers talking about your product or a strong social media presence, strong brand awareness. You guys saw th these are kind of like the listings I would make fun of on on my listing optimization, you know, things where I'm like, oh look at this, you know, they they um you know they hardly have any bullet points uh, and things like that. But look what they've been able to achieve. So you guys can, you know, those of you who are crushing it, think about how much you can achieve now with, uh, you know, brand attribution and stuff. Now, one thing I would suggest to you, Rodrigo, is is the the outside traffic. Have you been using Amazon attribution at all for, for the traffic? Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay. So then ha have you been monitoring? Like, are you now, are you getting like the 10% the uh, brand referral bonus then on some of this traffic that's coming off of Amazon? Yeah, yeah. See, that th that's killer. You know, like uh, if you're getting a lot of outside traffic, imagine guys getting all these sales and instead of paying Amazon 15% commission, you're only paying them 5% because Amazon is giving you 10% back. That that's crazy. So you guys are just crushing it uh, on this. Now about your own brand, uh, have you launched any products this year? Yeah, a bunch of them. So what, mm -hmm. you know, 2022 uh, is the way that, people launch Amazon products is different than in previous years. You know, maybe it wasn't for you, but for a lot of us, we're having to do different things because of Amazon terms of service changes and things. What, what has been your strategy for launching products um, 
on your own brand and not, not the supplement one. Okay. Uh, we'll do keyword research and okay. just uh, have good good look about competitors, uh, keyword search uh, with uh, two years history, see if it's growing, see the, the review count of competitors, the listing uh, quality, uh, basically the, the market, just analyze the market. Okay. And then now, now you choose, you know, your top keywords and then, and then what, you know, what, what's your strategy then for getting to page one for those keywords? Is it, is it pretty much only PPC or are you trying to do Google ads or anything like that? No, uh, ma mainly uh, PPC and okay. some, so, sometimes just creating a video and also uh, using sponsored brands. But yeah, mainly it's just PPC okay. to get to page one. Okay. Now um, talk about maybe something that didn't work out for you this year. Like what's your biggest failure, you know, in your brand or in the, in the supplement brand that you're working for, like something that, that you made a huge mistake. Uh, maybe it was an accident or maybe it was just because you didn't know any better, but you know, sometimes we only talk about our wins, but what, what's something terrible <laughs> that happened to you in, in 2022? Uh, well, 2022 was, I'm going to, uh, for this point, I'm going to talk about my business. Uh, we launched okay. about probably 15 products, which uh, we have two successful ones. The other ones we had to uh, just, yeah, take, uh, liquidate them and just, yeah, some of them were So why? Like, like now that you look back, like, can you pinpoint what went wrong? Like maybe you you, you didn't validate enough or it, it just like got too competitive or what? what what was the reason for failure on those other products? Uh, probably, I'd say quality. Uh, quality mm. issues, uh, bad reviews. That when you get really bad reviews, like when you get to three stars in a, I don't know, in a, a clothing product per se, uh, it's really, really hard to get a sale. Even if you do uh, hard discounts, yeah. 60 off, 70 off, you just don't have it, the social proof. So then what, is there anything you could have done differently? Like, did you maybe not test it enough or, 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 or have inspection or, or pretty much on that, on those, there was almost nothing you could have, uh, you could have done differently if you had to, uh, a replay. Well, probably, uh, have better, better quality control. Um, okay. we, all the products we sell are made in Mexico. So, oh, okay. We could have just gone to the factory, check all the products, but we just uh, uh, have. How, how did you find that? Well, that's an interesting. That's an interesting topic in itself. How, how did you find uh, Mexican factories? Are you using a website, or you just use your connections, or what? Uh, yeah, basically connections. Uh, I've been working for before I started my Amazon business uh, three years ago, before, uh, in the middle of COVID. Uh, we worked, I well, I, ha I had a business of a clothing brand. We had seven stores in Mexico and the pandemic just came to, to crash the business. So we have a lot of uh, uh, factories and suppliers. So, yeah. So we started, instead of selling in Mexico in retail, we started uh, sending, and, sending and selling in the U.S. Okay. Now, from the moment you're, shipments leave your Mexican factory. Talk to me about the process. Like how long, you know, like I know if I send something from a, my Chinese factory, 
maybe takes like uh, you know about one week to get on a boat, and then maybe maybe two and a half to three weeks to get to California, and then like another week, week and a half to like get to to um, you know to 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 Amazon warehouses. So you know between you know month and a half, two months uh, under nice circumstances, I can have stuff in. But like, what about how about from a Mexican factory to Amazon USA warehouse? Okay, so once the products are ready and packed and you have the packing list, everything, the fastest shipment you can have probably would be two weeks. Well, you could you, you could have it done in one week, but we okay. have like a medium shipment time, lead time, and it's two weeks from factory to FBA, to Amazon's fulfillment center. Two weeks only? Yeah. Wow, wow, that, was, Some, that, that, must, be, uh, that must be nice. Yeah. How, how does the... Does it qualify for NAFTA or, or like the free, like, are you charged custom duties import at all? Or like, I don't know how this works. Uh, I've never imported from, from Mexico before. It depends. Uh, when the product is 100% made in Mexico, it, it qualifies and you don't pay any taxes. But okay. if the product it's made from materials imported from China, it, it, uh-huh. will, pay, it will pay taxes. Well, custom. So, how about yours? Uh, are yours made in Mexico all, or? I'd say eighty percent are one hundred percent made in Mexico, and twenty percent are uh, like a mix with uh, material mix. Okay. So it doesn't qualify. Yeah. So you know, maybe you could get it made cheaper in China, but because of the taxes and also because of the time, it's probably much better to 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 produce it in 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 Mexico for you. Yeah, for sure. I have also experienced. In China, but I'd rather have uh, the production in Mexico. You can go, you can uh, get to know people. I don't know. It's just uh, I feel like you have much uh, much better control. Um, yeah, yeah. Since the COVID, now, now you mentioned like clothing. Uh, what other? You know, there are some things. Of course, I would you know just off the top of my head think like ceramic things would also be great in, in Mexico, but you know maybe not electronics. You know, like or I don't. know, I'm just randomly thinking, but. What are some of the the other materials that a product can be made of where you're like, you know what, probably you should definitely, somebody should definitely consider Mexico uh, manufacturing? Well, uh, the manufacturing in in general in Mexico, it's growing. I think it's a a good opportunity to search for suppliers. Unfortunately, there's like no... uh, page like Alibaba where you just can yeah. just type and search and find. But yep. if you dedicate and you do the research, you'll find for sure good suppliers. And yeah, I think it's uh, okay. a great option. Excellent. For excellent. Sure. Now, uh, Rebecca, what about you? Are, are you mainly uh, made in China or where are you manufacturing? Yeah, I'm. mine are all in China, all my products. Okay. Now, what about you? Have you launched any more products this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, what, what's been your strategy? Is it similar to Rodrigo, like mainly just relying on PPC or are you doing outside traffic or anything like that? Mainly PPC. I'm sticking with the strategy of finding things that are selling well other places but aren't on Amazon. Um, other places in like other marketplaces? Like, no. Or yeah, what do you mean by other like places? Et- well, yeah, like Etsy or other stores that I see online. So... But the- so, so talk to me about that process. That's, that's interesting. You know, like I, I think I do that too, but yeah. you probably do it a little bit differently. So 
So, uh, I mean, do you purposely go and say, I'm going to sit down and just look at other websites and just browse or, or yeah. uh, you know, for, for products? Or are you only looking at like, hey, maybe you're on other websites because of your daily life, you're looking to your shopping and you're just keeping your eye open or, or what's your process like? Yeah, both. I feel like I'm constantly doing it. And I, it's something, it's part of the Amazon process that I really like is finding new products. I feel like I'm always like, oh my gosh, this would be great. And I have a huge list. So, but it is, it's partly because I think I'm a natural shopper. And so I like browsing and looking at things. And then also with kids and everything going on, I feel like I'm always shopping for something. So yeah. So I'm always looking and. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk how, how, how it works. Like, like give me a scenario, like you know, you're looking for back to school supplies for your kids a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh, and what something catches your eye yeah. and then you just write it down or like, like talk to me about how, how you do it. Yeah. It catches my eye. I'm like, Oh, I haven't seen that before. And then I, I look to Amazon. Is it on Amazon? Can I find it on Amazon? And then if I can't find it on Amazon, can I find it somewhere else? Can I, is it other places? And then with Etsy, it's hard to know search volume, but I've noticed that sometimes if I look on the Etsy app on my phone, it'll say yeah. like five people bought this in the last 24 hours or 20 people bought it in the last 24. So I can kind of give me like a sense of is it selling or not? Because some things I'm like really excited about, but I'm like, oh, it doesn't look like this seller has any sales or there's, you know, yeah. like nobody's yeah. buying it. So I have to like restrain myself because that was a mistake I've made this year too is launching something that I really liked and thought was great but clearly nobody else did <laughs> didn't do well. so then in retrospect yeah. just just like I was asking Rodrigo yeah like what would you have done differently in that situation or what should you have done differently so I've come across that now is I make sure I can back up like and say oh, nope I'm pretty sure this is selling um, or another thing is I'll look at reviews and it'll say, I'm so glad this is back in stock. And so I'm like, okay, they ran out of stock. Like that's things like that. Like this is a good sign. Yeah. So I don't just launch what I like or think will sell. I try and good. Have you ever, did, did you watch project X? Yeah. Rebecca? I watched some of it with the coffin shelf. So, so then did you remember how we did a, you know, what I said that the PPC Tesla thing? Oh no. Is it okay? So let, let me, you know, I'm talking to everybody who's listening, okay. but I'm also talking to you. You know, I, I love your strategy. That that's a great strategy to like look off because you know, when you're looking at other websites, uh, in Pinterest, you know, you're looking at Etsy, these trends sometimes, you know, TikTok, whatever, yeah. sometimes are months ahead of Amazon. Yeah. Because unless you're Rodrigo, mm -hmm. who can make a product in two weeks and get it to Amazon because he's manufacturing it in Mexico. For the rest of people like who are making in China, it takes like two, three months to actually, you know, have an idea yeah. and to actually get it to Amazon. So sometimes you see you see these trends and you're or something interesting, you know, to yourself or, or on a website, and you're like, wait a minute, I can't really cerebro some listings on on Amazon to see what keywords are driving their sales. I can't look at search volume because there's nothing, you know, it's not on Amazon. So what you could do, especially if you found these by definition from other websites mm -hmm. is, is buy three or four of them or five from Etsy, from Macy's.com or wherever you see this product. And then you just make a kind of crap listing, you know, for it, like purposely crap. 
like, you know, bad image, um, maybe only three bullet points like Rodrigo has, uh, maybe, you know, what, 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 whatever it is, like you're not trying to make some beautiful listing. You purposely want to make it a crap listing and then put a super high price. Like, let's say, you know, you think this product or on the other website, the product's like 23 bucks, 24 bucks. I'd put the price like $64, $75, like something outrageous. Right. And then what you do is you, you, you kind of figure out what the keywords that you think you would search for, for this, or what keywords people are searching on Etsy, you know, for it. Um, or, or it could be a search volume or a keyword with search volume already on Amazon. And then you do like, you know, you pick five or six or seven or 10, maximum 10 of these keywords. And then you make a PPC exact manual campaign, like super high bid, you know, like $5 or $6, just whatever it takes to get to the top of the page. And then this is what you're looking for. You're looking for clicks, right? Mm -hmm. If you're getting clicks on a crap listing that's priced 3X what it should be, there's got to be buyer intent. Like, I mean, I if I saw something, I'm like, I would never buy that in a million years. I would never even click on that. Yeah. So the fact that there's clicks, that is stage one of validation mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, I'm getting I'm getting some proof of concept here mm-hmm. that that people could be interested. Because if they would click on this, on this terrible picture, main image and terrible price, then maybe they would buy it. And then the second where it's like, OK, I have got to make this yesterday is if you actually get purchases. And that's what happened with like the coffin shelf and the egg tray. We listed at like something ridiculous price. I remember the egg tray, we listed for like 70 bucks. And then we like sold out in a week at that. That's when you get excited. And it's like, hey, now I have proof of concept here. This is not just my own idea. Because yeah, sometimes you're right, you know, but sometimes you could be wrong. Like, like, Like you said, you were. And then, you know, this might lose you some money, but it saves a lot more money, you know, buying four or five units and then losing it. The, the sales on that, as opposed to, you know, investing in 500 units and then you're, you're kind of stuck with, uh, you know, sleeping product. You following me on this yeah, one? Yeah, love it. Love it. All right. So I want you to do that okay. the next time, the next time you, uh, you're ready to launch a product. I'm going to try it. Now, um, going back to Rodrigo, like, let's just talk about, you know, we have, we have something we call the 60 second tip, the, tss, uh, like some strategies that you've been doing on, on your business or, or maybe it's the way you guys launched on Amazon from the Instagram. Like it could be about any strategy you want, but what is something unique? You know, you already talked about some of your unique things like manufacturing in Mexico and things like that. But what's some unique things that have been working for you that that is some advice for sellers uh, out there? Well, first I would say do the research. The research is really important. Uh, unless you have, uh, you're selling on other platforms and you will already have some success. Do the product research is really, really important. Um, also, uh, getting the right supplier, uh, getting all the samples right, uh, quality control, uh, checking the product is just uh, what you imagine, what you want, what you intend to sell. Um, also, create uh, social media, do some effort uh, to drive organic traffic. And Helium for sure is a, a great, a great, great tool that uh, it's been helping me a lot for all these years. Uh, it shows really important that data, information, uh, sales, and I think it's just unique, and it's the best. Excellent. What about you, Rebecca? What's your uh, strategy for us? Like, what what kind of things are you doing that's unique um, that you think that you can give people some advice out there? 
mine would be, I guess, simple, but along with the social media is when I could find somebody posting about my knot, because sometimes Amazon says like, check this out, like on my listing and it'll, it'll give me a link to video or something. I'll just send them a message on Instagram, thanking them and saying like, I'm a mom and a woman entrepreneur as well. And I've kind of built some relationships. And now some of those influencers, when I get a new product, they'll say, oh, send me your new product. And we'll post about that too. And it's just been a great way to get things going. Love it. Love it. All right. uh, Goals for next year. So if I bring you guys back end of next year, if you come back on the podcast, what's your goal to be able to tell me about your, this brand and and your own brand? Let's let's put you on record saying something that hey you wanna you wanna be able to achieve something for next year. Okay. Uh, well, for next year, first, yeah, we we are we are currently working on uh, uh, improving the listing. We're uh, we have a plus content premium. Uh, we are gonna do more bullet points, better descriptions, etc. Et Excellent. And we we know the opportunity that we have with the listing. Uh, the only the organic side. Uh, so the, the BSR, it's really high. So we can take, uh, there's a lot of opportunity to to grab uh, the, the market of Amazon. So we are, that's why we're implementing uh, PPC. So we want to rank in more keywords. So mm-hmm. yeah, for sure next year, uh, we, we, we could grow 50% or 60%. The, the, the brand is, Ooh, has a lot I like of potential. It. 50%. Yeah. All right. You guys heard it here first. We're bringing him back and we're going to check his seller central. Did he make, sure. did yeah. he, uh, you know, did he improve it? And remember, you know, you, uh, you know, Dr. Solomon already did a one-on-one with me as elite member, you know, you can do one-on-one, you know, consultations with me. So, you know, next month when you, uh, yeah. if you ask him, maybe you can take it instead of him and then let, let, let let's work on this exact listing together and, and let's see what we can, uh, we can knock out in a, in a 20 minute call, but yeah. All right. You heard it here. 50% increase for next year for that one. How about you, Rebecca? Um, is next year the year you hit seven figures? Yeah, I definitely, I have another new product that I'm really excited about. It has higher margins. It's so I'm, I'm really excited to launch that. And yes, for sure. That's my goal. Awesome. Awesome. And you know, same thing with you, you know, I know we met on a, or we, we talked on one of these one-on-ones. Let's, uh, Let's, uh, you know, I want to see some of your ideas and l- l- let's pick your next product together, uh, you know, after after looking at some of those. Because I'm not really, I don't shop, you know, much anymore outside of Amazon. So I, I don't see much on Etsy and things like that. But I, I want to see your process and l- let's pick let's pick your next winner together. Okay, sounds great. All right, guys. Well, well I, I appreciate you being on here. You know, sometimes people come on here and, and it's totally fine where, where they're, you know, maybe an agency or, or consultant and, and, you know, I'll ask them to, to give their contact information and things like that because, you know, they want to get more clients. And that's totally fine. I'm always going to invite people like that. But I really appreciate people like you guys who are just regular seller. I call them average Joe and average Sally here. Or maybe I should say average Jose, you know, since <laughs> average Rodrigo. Uh, it's got to think of a, a more Spanish name here. Average Joe and average Sally's who are just regular Amazon sellers um, who have no hidden agendas. You guys aren't trying to get clients or anything, but you, you take your time out of the day to share your experiences and let me make fun of you a little bit here and there. Uh, you know, and, and you guys, you know, I just want you to know, you, you're inspirations to a lot of the people who who listen to the podcast who are, who are the same. They're just average Joes and Sally's trying to 
uh, trying to make a living on Amazon. And, and I appreciate you being willing to share your, your wins and losses and, and let's see what happened uh, at the end of 2023 for you guys. All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much.